idea for a little bit where we want to have like just each of us individually talk about something we're super passionate about or know a lot about and then just make that an episode so that's what we're doing this week I am going to be talking about Star Wars because as you may have figured out by now I have a love-hate relationship with Star Wars I certainly love it a lot. It is a huge part of my childhood, huge part of my life still. I uh, will consume everything they put out, even if it's garbage. I will still watch it and rewatch it and, you know, love it, talk about it, whatever. But uh, I've spent countless hours studying the lore of Star Wars and all that stuff. I'm not, I don't like to like bring that up because sometimes I'll like talk, be talking about Star Wars and then someone will be like, Oh, hey, well, what was Order 65? Because Order 66 was in Episode 3, if you recall. That's when Emperor Palpatine told all the clones to uh, kill the Jedi. So I'm like, oh, well, well, if you know so much about Star Wars, what is General Grievous' height? And I don't know that stuff about Star Wars. I don't really care about useless details like that. And, you know, to be honest, a lot of them are pretty useless. Um... But it's fun, and, you know, I just like it. It, Star Wars is just a fun thing for me to learn about. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to be talking, maybe ranting about a little bit today. I'm currently on the road, so I don't know. Maybe that could be kind of the shtick of this thing. We, like, record it while we're driving somewhere. Um, But I've got, like, 40-minute drive ahead of me. I doubt that this will go for that long. But if it does, then that's just another showing of how much I love Star Wars. For now, let's start with Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. So, as a kid, I absolutely loved Phantom Menace. Um, It is pretty brutal to watch now, to be completely honest. There is some really cool world-building and characters that the prequels have, but the dialogue is just... The dialogue and just some of the story points are just pretty rough. Um, unforgivable, one might even say. But um, not to fault George Lucas too much because he really did not want to direct the prequels. He talked to people like Steven Spielberg, Ron Howard, friends of his, I think even um, Francis Ford Coppola. And none of them wanted to direct them because they were like, if we mess up Star Wars... We are going to be garbage forever. No one is going to like us. Which kind of ended up being the truth for a little bit when George Lucas messed up Star Wars himself. Uh, People have kind of come to forgive him, though. But no one wanted to direct the movies, so he did it himself. And he's not the best director. He's a really cool story builder. He's got a lot of cool ideas. He was the story director for the Indiana Jones movies as well. Um, And... He was the story kind of overseer for all of the original trilogy, even though he only directed episode four, uh, New Hope. 
Um, other people directed five and six, and he didn't even completely write the other two either. But um, yeah, episode one. I lo- last time I watched it, I watched it with the commentary on, with him talking about it. And George Lucas acts like episodes one, two, and three are as good or on par with four, five, and six. The way he talks about them, he'll like draw parallels between episode one and episode four. And he's like, yeah, these are why these movies are like the same. And it's absurd because they absolutely are not. The biggest flaw with episode one, I think, is that there is no main character um, or really anything that happens in that movie that is consequential to the other movies because you can skip episode two, or sorry, you can skip episode one and start with episode two and you won't miss any like plot details. Like you won't really be lost because Qui-Gon isn't in it, Darth Maul isn't in it. Um, Another thing he mentioned in the commentary was that he, episode one's purpose was to introduce characters. And if that's the case, then why did he kill off the main Jedi and the main Sith? He said the biggest person he wanted to introduce was Palpatine. But Palpatine has plenty of introduction in episodes two and three, and it's kind of better to have him ominous. I mean, he is the Phantom Menace, the title character, I guess. But there's, I don't know, it's just absurd. Some of his reasoning and some of his, uh, I don't know, justification for some of the stuff that he's done. Qui-Gon and Darth Maul are really cool characters, though. That fight scene at the end, the Duel of the Fates, will forever go down in history as just being absolutely incredible. I still love that, but there's just some rough story beats, and especially the dialogue. But that being said, oh, fun fact as well, Leonardo DiCaprio almost played young Anakin. He turned it down at the last minute, so he was about the same age as the kid who played him. I can't remember his name. He uh, turned it down, though, so... um, Imagine what life would have been like if Leo would have shot his career in the foot as he was just getting started. Um, Jake Lloyd is the name of the kid who ended up playing him. And, you know, name one movie that Jake Lloyd has been in after Phantom Menace. Like, you, you can't really because almost everyone... I mean, there were some people, obviously, who already had names like Samuel Jackson and Liam Neeson who went on, continued their career... Some people whose career started, like Natalie Portman and Ewan McGregor. I mean, Ewan McGregor had been in stuff. That's really what kind of launched him, though. And their careers benefited. Otherwise, though, like Hayden Christensen, Jake Lloyd, so many people's careers just fizzled and died because of the prequels. I think nowadays people have become a lot more forgiving, though, because people like me who grew up watching the prequels, we didn't care about, you know, Jar Jar being goofy. I loved Jar Jar as a kid. Um, And now that I'm an adult, I don't really like him, but I can appreciate him Um, and, like, what, why I liked him when I was younger. So anyway, with that being said, let's move on to episode two, The Attack of the Clones. This one is probably tied for last or is my least favorite. Um, It's just really, really brutal. There is not a lot of redeeming elements about this one. There's a really cool fight scene at the end with a ton of Jedi, and that is awesome. But the dialogue 
is the worst in this one by far. This is the one that the sand line comes from where Anakin says, I hate sand, it's coarse, it's rough, it's irritating, it gets everywhere. And then he touches Padme's back and then they make out. For whatever reason, that's something that worked for her, I guess. And then <laughs> the other parts about this movie are that even when I was a kid, the first two thirds is so hollow. Like there's no like action or anything. Like there's the cool fight scene with Jango Fett and Obi-Wan. Um, but other than that, it's just very, very slow and very unnecessary. Again, a lot of really cool uh, story elements like the clones and Kamino and planets and all that type of stuff that are introduced in this one. But at the end of the day, it just doesn't turn out well. And then it just kind of ends with Anakin and Padme getting married. And the Darth Maul, not Darth Maul, excuse me, Count Dooku fight scene at the end. It's pretty cool as well, um, but anytime anyone opens their mouth, it's just brutal. Um, another thing, kind of fun fact about that final battle, is that originally they were gonna save Yoda's reveal um, of having a lightsaber and being able to fight with it for episode three when he fights Palpatine, and it was going to be Mace Windu who showed up and fight, fought Count Dooku. So that would have been way cooler in my opinion but uh, whatever, I guess we got what we got. And then again, kind of, this is just like a completely pipe dream. Like it, it wouldn't have happened, but it would have been cool. Is in my opinion, Count Dooku is just completely unnecessary to the prequel trilogy. I really like Christopher Lee, uh, Lee I think is his last name, the actor who plays him and um, you know, kind of, because he's Saruman and kind of the stuff that he does, but I would have much preferred to have had just Darth Maul through the whole thing. That would have been way cooler in my opinion, because we would have had Darth Maul for the prequel trilogy, Darth Vader for the original trilogy, and Kylo Ren for the prequel trilogy. It just works better with having the one main antagonist. And obviously they regretted killing off Darth Maul because they backtracked and brought him back for the Clone Wars and Rebels. And I mean, Solo technically, if you want to count that cameo at the end. But otherwise, personally, I think Darth Maul is way more intriguing. Excuse me, now I have hiccups. <gasps> oh man. Um, anyway, that pipe dream would have been if Darth Maul and Mace Windu would have been the final fight on episode two. Wouldn't have ever happened, but would have been super cool. I can imagine, right? So that's kind of what I have to say about episode two. Then episode three, I unironically love. Yes, it has its um, downsides and it still has some brutal dialogue, but from episode two to three, the effects, the quality of the special effects increases tenfold. They are so much better. That beginning scene in space where Anakin and Obi-Wan are flying around and shooting everything, I absolutely love. It is such a cool scene. I love the whole space fight and everything with those Jedi interceptors, the ships that they're flying around in. It's just so awesome. And then I also love kind of seeing Anakin's, you know, digression as he devolves into being a Sith. They expand on it a lot more in Clone Wars. That's a big complaint of um, Episode 3 is that it doesn't really show 
him falling super well, uh, which is an understandable complaint. But if you watch Clone Wars, it makes a lot more sense. Um, but, and then, let's see, with the... Man, I just totally lost my train of thought. Uh, General Grievous is also a cool character that they introduced that I like. Um, but my, my favorite part about episode three is that everyone's, any possible question anyone had about Star Wars after watching the original trilogy, four, five, and six, about how Anakin became Darth Vader, how the Jedi fell, what happened to Obi-Wan, where Luke and Leia were from, how they ended up on Alderaan and Tatooine, all those questions are answered. He does a super good job of tying up every single loose end so that you can watch episode three and feel completely satisfied about what he made. And leading into episode four, which is the one that he had already made. He does an amazing job with that. That's what I noticed the most the last time I rewatched this. I was like, wow, as opposed to episode nine, they do a really, really good job in this movie of just wrapping it up and tying it up. I mean, granted, it has a movie that it's tying into, but there was no, like, sequel bait or anything like that. It's just like, you know what? We have our prequel trilogy. A trilogy is three movies. We're tying it up. We're giving you all the... Everything you needed from the trilogy. I mean, honestly, all of what we needed to know comes from episode three. You can skip episodes one and two and really not miss much at all. Um, so that's another big part of why I love episode three. Just seeing the Jedi in that capacity as well fighting and alongside the clones and everything is just so awesome um that's my personal favorite part of the star wars franchise i think that's most people's favorite part is the jedi and that's something that lucasfilm currently i don't think fully understands is that people love the jedi and they keep making movies and tv shows and things like that where they steer completely clear of the jedi when in reality, I think what everyone would love the most would be a series or a movie series or whatever set way before the beginning of episode one where the Jedi and the Sith are at their peak. That would be so awesome to see that stuff. Um, but unfortunately, I mean, that's not to say that I don't like some of the new stuff. I love Mandalorian. I love Rogue One. Um, that stuff doesn't have really a Jedi focus. But, you know, some spoiler alert, Luke does show up in Mandalorian still, which is, um, which is awesome. And Darth Vader is at the end of Rogue One. So there's some cool lightsaber stuff, but yeah. Anyway, episode three, awesome. Jedi, awesome. Moving on to episode four, which is the very first Star Wars movie. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I think that is the most influential movie ever made. And I don't think there will ever be a movie that is more influential, not just on, like, just on life in general. Star Wars completely changed everything about the way that movies are made, the way that movies are looked at, the way that movies are marketed. Star Wars was the first movie to make toys based off of it, and the first one to really, you know, make a sci-fi world that was dirty. Um, a lot of sci-fi before that was like sleek and new and always crisp. And nowadays, sci-fi is usually dirty and kind of grungy. And the futures that are 
portrayed are typically, you know, a little bit dystopian. Um, so there's a lot of, I mean, I could go on. There are a lot of things that episode four did, even just the character design, sound effects, the way that they did the special effects, all those techniques have gone into everything else. I mean, it's hard to find a monster or a space creature that doesn't at least look similar to a Star Wars monster. So, you know, it, it, it's highly influential. It still is influential um, on so much. But I, you know, I, I've rewatched Empire Strikes Back and this one recently. And I don't know, this one might be my favorite, which is kind of a hot take for some people. I just absolutely love episode four, um, especially rewatching it. It's just such a wonderful movie. I absolutely love it. Um, so it might be my favorite. If it is, I don't know. Sue me, I guess. And then um, Empire Strikes Back is another one. Is the next one in the original trilogy, episode five, which, again, I absolutely love. This is the one where Darth Vader says, no, I am your father. Um, common misconception is people think that he says, Luke, I am your father. But in reality, Luke is talking to him, and he says, you killed my father. And then Darth Vader responds with, no, I am your father. So there's another fun fact, I guess. Um, something along with that is that nobody knew that... Darth Vader was Luke's father until the movie came out except for George Lucas, Mark Hamill, and James Earl Jones and like the writer because they wanted it to remain a secret and so they did their absolute best to do that by not telling anyone. Literally no one knew and they told Mark Hamill right before he filmed the scene. George Lucas was like, hey, so just so you know, the line that the guy in the Darth Vader suit says is, Obi-Wan killed your father, or something along those lines, I believe is what it originally was. The, uh, George Lucas pulls him aside and says, hey, what the line will actually end up being is, I am your father. And so he was like, hey, that's the line, now go react to it as though that's what he said. And so Mark Hamill's reaction is genuine but it was like right before they filmed it. And so that's pretty cool. And then everyone, you know, in the theaters, even like, you know, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher, whoever else was going to see the movie, when they watched it, they were just as blown away as everyone else because they thought they knew what he was gonna say, but it ended up being something completely different. Again, possibly one of the best, you know, twists in Star Wars, or like of all time is the, Darth Vader being Luke's father. Um, pretty freaking amazing. There are probably some really cool other ones as well. I mean, there definitely are, but that might also take the cake for best one ever. So, love that one. Moving on to episode six, um, The Return of the Jedi, where Luke gets his green lightsaber and his black outfit. Absolutely killer. I love that outfit and that lightsaber. I think that's the best Luke um, version that exists but it's only in that movie and very briefly in Mandalorian um, I think that's the coolest one I absolutely love it and the whole movie is really cool they do a really good job of tying that one up to you know the Emperor dies Darth Vader dies um, 
he kind of is able to redeem himself a little bit, even though he's kind of a horrible person still sometimes, somehow he's still able to, you know, become a ghost and be Anakin again, I guess. But regardless of that, uh, I love it. There's such a cool, the fight scene at the end in the Emperor's throne room on the Death Star is such a cool scene as well. It's the green and red lightsabers clashing. It's just so awesome. And then Palpatine is a really cool character in that. Um, fun fact, that's actually played by the same guy who played the Emperor in episodes 1, 2, and 3. He was only in his early 40s when he played the Emperor, so he had a ton of makeup and stuff on. Um, and then he actually did end up coming back for episode 9 as well. And we'll talk about that shortly. Um, I just realized that I didn't talk a whole lot about... Well, I didn't talk about Clone Wars or Bad Batch or anything like that. I'm just gonna... Rebels. I'm just gonna skip the TV shows, the animated stuff, just because this has already gone on longer than I anticipated, and we haven't even touched the sequel trilogy yet. So, that being said, I'll just briefly talk about Mandalorian, which I absolutely love. I think they've done a really good job of making that into a show that is accessible for people who do not know a lot about Star Wars. It's kind of like a cool serial where every episode is a kind of detached um, in the first season. Then the second season is a lot more of an overarching story, which I like more personally, but um, it's all good. I've really enjoyed it. I'm excited to see the future of that show and the Boba Fett show. Oh, there was a yawn. And whatever else Disney does with live-action TV shows. But for now, I'm, I'm glad with what we got. And then we have um, episode 7, which is my favorite of the new trilogy. Uh, honestly, it's great. I really, really love episode 7. They did a lot of really cool stuff in that movie to set up for the rest of the trilogy that unfortunately was not really followed. But they, they it was an excellent groundwork, right? J.J. Abrams went into the movie not knowing that he was expected to, you know, create an overarching plan. And he has since, very recently actually, came forward and said, hey, yeah, you know, we should have had a plan going into Star Wars. I definitely learned that um, after the fact and I'm gonna do my best to have that type of stuff. Um, going forward. But people fault him too much, I think, just because, again, he wasn't planning on being the guy who was going to make episode 9. He was just planning on being the guy who started episode 7 and then went off and did other things. I don't think he ever planned on coming back. Um, and he was brought in truly at the 11th hour. Um, they fired the previous director and then were going through a bunch of people, approached him and was like, all right, well, I guess I'm doing this. And then they started you know, shooting the movie in just a couple months after that. So the prep time was definitely not ideal. And then the writer of episode nine, sorry, I'm jumping forward a little bit, is Chris Terrio, who is, he wrote Argo, which won an Oscar for Best Picture as well as Best Adapted Screenplay. And he also wrote Justice League and Batman vs. Superman before episode nine. So for whatever reason, they had that guy write that movie, so whatever. Anyway, back to episode seven. Really cool. I like it a lot. They do an excellent job of introducing the four main characters being Ray, Finn, Poe, and Kylo Ren. 
they're all, I think, really cool in that movie and they have a lot of cool moments and they do a great job of kind of introducing them and having, you know, Han Solo kind of be the mentor and um, Leia to an extent. My biggest gripe with episode seven is that it created too many mystery boxes, which J.J. Abrams is kind of notorious for, um, like kind of creating a mystery and then not answering it. But then, um, like, you know, where Maz Kanata got Luke's lightsaber from. Originally, episode seven was actually gonna open with the shot of Luke's lightsaber floating through space and someone, like someone's ship, picking it up. Like Luke's hand holding his lightsaber like in episode five after he gets it cut off. It was gonna be that floating through space, but that did not end up happening, obviously. Um, but yeah, I love episode seven. There's a lot of really cool stuff they do with that. Um, and I think it's a very good and fun movie. So moving on to episode eight, which is kind of um, undisputedly the most hated one of this trilogy, which is kind of funny to me. I personally still like episode eight. I understand why people dislike it, um, but I enjoyed it. I think the biggest thing with episode eight is that it doesn't belong in that trilogy. I think it's a really cool Star Wars movie. It just doesn't mesh well with the other um, stuff that was made. So that is what it is. There's not really anything we can do about that now. But um, people also will like have torn apart Ryan Johnson. It's so funny to me because there are you know thousands and thousands of people that go in that make a movie, right? And the directors are often the ones who are the most like just torn down and spat on just because their name is the one that's the most marketed, right? That's it's everywhere. So him, JJ Abrams, Kathleen Kennedy, who is the, if you don't know, she's like the executive director of Lucasfilm. She's like the president. Um, people will bash her a lot for things that have happened. Okay. This guy just pulled in front of me and going half the speed limit. Um, people will bash them. I think just because their names that they know, when in reality, if someone was like, well, yeah, what about this person or this person who are, you know, subsidiaries to them? It's like, well, who's that? It, I don't really understand the hate for those people just because it's like, yeah, sure, maybe they have a lot of say in it, but there are tons of other people that go into the process of making a movie and, you know, no one stands on their own. Maybe they're the the tops of their industries or their divisions or whatever, but they're definitely not the exclusive people. So with episode eight, I like it a lot. My biggest um, complaint of the entire trilogy though, is that Luke, Leia and Han never share screen time all together. Um, and so that's the thing that I would have changed about episode seven is that there would have been at least some sort of scene or interaction where those three could have been together again, because that's what I and most people were most excited about with the original trilogy is that they got all the original actors to come back. Um, but it just didn't end up happening, which is extremely sad to me. Um, and then with episode eight, I really like the character development of Ray and Kylo Ren in that movie. I think Poe and Finn's character development is very bad. Um, so that is one thing that I do not like about that movie. 
is kind of their arc and everything that kind of happens with them throughout the whole movie. And then with Ray and Kylo Ren and kind of their interactions with Snoke and Luke, awesome, really cool stuff. I don't love how Luke kind of um, was, I don't know, like impotent, just like a weak, impotent isn't the right word at all. <laughs> I just can't think of the word I'm trying to think of. Um, just kind of given up. I do appreciate that it's a new perspective on the character, so that was definitely cool, but it would have been cool to kind of have him be kind of, you know, the bad A Luke that we saw in episode six again. But then, um, yeah, there's not a lot more I have to say about episode eight. We've talked about it before. Episode nine, man, this has already been going on for very long and my drive is almost over. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna talk. I'm just gonna start going and then we'll see what happens. Episode nine is one of my least favorite movies of all time. The effects, I'll start with what I do like about it. The effects are very, very cool. I think the special effects um, are really awesome. There's some really cool shots and scenes um, and the CG is pretty much um, flawless throughout the entire thing. They do a really good job of the effects in this one. But this is one of the moments where the one or two people can have a huge impact on a movie that thousands of people work on, being the writing and you know development team. And that, it's so sad to watch this because there's so, like the actors are good, the effects are good, the props, everything about this is really cool and good. But it just is not a good movie. The story is just bogus. I hate how they brought back Palpatine. That's my least favorite part about this movie for sure. He, his revival was absolutely unnecessary. I think one of the coolest parts about episode eight was that they killed off Snoke so that Kylo Ren could be like the main antagonist of episode nine. Because there doesn't need to be like a subsidiary to him. He can be the big guy. Like he could be Supreme Leader Ren as he was kind of called, but not really, that wasn't really who he ended up being. Um, anyway, that was just extremely lame to me. Um, and then with seven, from seven to nine, or seven to eight, flip-flopping on, or not even flip-flopping, just seven kind of tied up or dis disintegrated a lot of the mystery boxes that J.J. Abrams set up, answered all those questions. But then J.J. Abrams in episode nine reintroduces them, changes them around a bit, and then is like, all right, hey, uh, you know, Ray's actually a Palpatine, and Finn is Force-sensitive, but we're not going to explicitly say that in the movie. And even though that's the case, he is never trained by, the, by like, to become a Jedi or anything like that. Um, he, he and Poe were super marginalized in Episode Nine, which is, again, lame, and eight, because both those characters, I think, were super cool and intriguing. Um, but then, I don't know. Man, I could go on for a long time with episode nine. I just, I just don't like it. If you have more questions for me, feel free to ask. Um, but there's just not a lot of redeeming qualities for that movie for me. But anyway, I am, um, almost arrived at my destination. So I hope you enjoyed this kind of really long rant that I went on. Rant and appreciation of Star Wars. Like I said, I love it, I hate it, 
there's a lot that goes into my relationship with Star Wars, but at the end of the day, um, it is one of the most influential things on my life. And overall, it is excellent. And I have very few, um, you know, I can't say very few complaints because I do have a lot of complaints. I, by and large, love it though. Anyway, thank you for listening. Niall and Jared will be back next week so you don't have to just listen to me talk to myself for however long this is, like a half hour. Um, So I hope you have a wonderful week. Happy Father's Day if you are a father. And yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.